Welcome to the second series of the JobOpo podcast, Changing Gear, where we'll discuss the challenges and opportunities that surround veteran employment, we'll meet sector influencers, speak with top oppos and others that are willing and able to offer their advice to our community. Please enjoy. Welcome oppos, I'm Dominic O'Sullivan, the community manager at JobOpo and podcast host for Changing Gear. I'm delighted today to be welcomed by Kelly Kirk, the Talent and Organisational Development Manager for Astria Academy, and Jonathan Timmis, who's the Chief Operating Officer. Thank you, Dominic. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Put myself in the shoes of an oppo. I see your roles advertised on the the client microsites. Tell me what an academy trust is from an education point of view. Yeah, of course I can. So our trust specialises in schools that weren't doing too well and we've brought them into our family, um, helped rearrange them, helped shape them. Typically, we've got 27 schools across the country, uh, mostly in the Sheffield, Doncaster region. We've got some schools in Cambridge as well. We also have a special needs school and a nursery, which we look after. Um what we tend to do is when we bring the schools in, it's normally after an Ofsted review and they're then put towards an academy trust, what we refer to as a mat. We give them a bigger support from a central support team in getting better, getting stronger. We look at the staff that are in there. Do we need to make changes within that team? We look at the failings and we record how we can do them better. So because we've done it now through 27 schools, we're getting quite good at it. And our schools we're seeing a lot are improving a lot quicker than when we were first coming in. We still are quite a young trust, but we grew quite quickly. So now we're stabilising across the board, hence the jobs that you're seeing come up and new positions mostly to help us underpin the schools and support the children. Jonathan, a a real contrast to the role you probably filled within the army, maybe some similarities. What attracted you to coming into the education sector? Um, Well, firstly, I'd say... uh... Um, a primary sense of humour, which we uh, which we tend to have in the military, uh, is shared with uh, with our kind of uh, education counterparts. Um, but I say the key thing for me is that um, this is a service. I call it service by another means. So I spent thirty years in the army working with young people and helping to nurture and develop talent to the best of their abilities. Coming, you know, coming from backgrounds very, very broad, um, many, you know, many soldiers uh, arriving with very little education, uh, a large number with a reading age of a seven-year-old, and so for me, education is absolutely everything. And so I look upon this as instead of service, you know, defending the realm, this is service to society, and it's investing in education, investing in young people, and allowing them or helping them to to raise and realise their ambitions to meet the talent that everyone has. So it's, there's this huge uh, crossover between serving in the army, and then serving in the education sector. Do you think this is almost, I'm going to say, a vocational pull to want to work in education as much as, you know, obviously trying to find the next role? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced everyone joins the army for the pay. You know, it, it's about serving your country. And I'm really proud of that. And certainly, you know, I got back from Afghanistan in the summer last year after 13 months abroad without you know seeing my family because I believe passionately in service and this is 
another way to do that. Education is just so fundamentally important to society. And no, I'm not a teacher, but actually I'm helping, as is Kelly, to contribute to creating the environment for a brilliant education to help these young people reach their potential. And, you know, I've been around all of these schools. Uh, part of my job, I feel, is, is you know, meeting all the, the principals and, and the teams um, on a termly basis. And you see some of the disadvantaged backgrounds these people come from, and it's giving them an opportunity. And, and to be brutally honest, I was inspired by Australia because exactly as Kelly described, Australia almost hoovered up the worst schools there are out there, you know, in Doncaster, Rotherham, Barnsley, Sheffield, Cambridgeshire. And, and, we, and we're doing our very best to improve that education. Now, these things take time, but the future is very much about academization, where the, the weaker schools are being put together and then uh, effectively run by these, these overarching trusts that draw across the expertise from the whole organization, uh, you know, with 14,000 pupils currently, I think around two and a half thousand staff, everyone from cleaners through to chief executives, uh, really diverse, but all focused with real passion, which is what again attracted me, the passion for making the lives as good as we can for these young people, giving them the opportunities that they all deserve. And, and to me, that, that really maps across to my service career. And it's something to be really proud of. You know, I left the army, I left the army four years early to join Australia um, because I saw that passion and that opportunity for a real second career where you can make a positive difference. What is it specifically about bringing in veteran service leavers that, that really appeals to Australia from your point of view? I think there's a lot of transferable skills that they learn whilst they're in the forces, um, such as like we have regional operations managers. So they come in with an operational knowledge. They know how to put plans into place, how to run through with them, how to facilitate. They've got really good communication skills, we tend to find. Um, and then we've got skill sets such as data managers in IT. And we tend to find you get quite a lot of ex-forces coming out with really good IT skills, whether it's been IT managing logistics or just IT in general. So we found that there's a real good, strong set of transferable skills. Now, in terms of the roles that you've currently got advertised on a jobs board, can you give us, I suppose, some of the hot jobs, if you like, some of the ones that you, you're really looking to, to fill right now? So we've got some estates roles, which are part of our estates team with Jen. They're looking after our 27 schools. Um, it's quite a broad role, traveling, making sure everything's working fine with them. Um, we've got some regional IT managed roles and also central functions IT manager roles, which help support the infrastructure across all of our schools, going out, making sure that the schools are set up okay. You know, disaster management, if anything goes wrong, being there and making sure it's dealt with as quick and possible and then we've also got a data manager so that's managing all our essential school data that comes into us running reports off it for the department of education for the board and for the trustees and that's managing a whole host of different data coming in from different systems so i imagine that's something similar that there would be a role that you'd be doing in the forces i was just going to say i mean on the on the it side you you've got everything from kind of data management through to the kind of hardware software and there's some real career opportunities to step upwards in, in, in that domain, particularly in the education sector. 
And on the human resources side, similarly, you know, you can, there's a real career profile that you can follow through uh, from being a human resources administrator right the way through to being a chief people officer, uh, not necessarily in our in our trust, but, you know, the opportunities are there. And the final one I'd add is uh, we've just uh, refined the estates appointment. So it's called a project and estates uh, manager role. Um, but, but, but in essence, you know, you, you are running on behalf of the Academy Trust a whole uh, a large number of uh, estates across, whether it's Cambridgeshire or or, or in uh, South Yorkshire. You'll be involved in everything from health and safety through to contract management, through to you know buildings on sites, compliance. It's a really broad. Uh, remit and you know projects that come in we've just had a, a really uh, interesting project of in-house catering so you'd be intimately involved in that whereby we're focusing on delivering for the young kids good good value for money food that's nutritious uh, and, uh, and, and 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 you know better for the mind better for the body so we, we're taking that much more holistic approach to up to our pupils and I think you know just to be part of that uh, could be a perfect position for someone uh, who's leaving the service after after a few years where they've got a bit of a management experience. But the key thing is, as Kelly said, with all these roles, it's having that operational mindset, that kind of day-to-day operations that we live and breathe in the military. You transfer that directly across. And sure, you might be firefighting one minute, you might be planning the next, you might be running a project next. But it's that, I think it's that diversity that's so attractive in the military. And we're all kind of uh, suckers for living off adrenaline on, on, on occasion. And, and this kind of, you know, gives you that. Uh, Jonathan, finally, for, um, I suppose from somebody coming from the military himself, what would you say is the, um, I mean, not maybe the biggest adjustment that you would have to make, but probably the one area of coming into uh, the Academy Trust that you have to kind of adapt to pretty quickly? Is, is there something that you think is, look, get your, get your head around this early? Uh, I mean, um, I think the it's your network. So, so in the military, after 30 or 29 years, you kind of know exactly who to speak to and what to speak to them about. That that's different. Um, but but where you make where you make up for that is having brilliant people like Kelly, who you work with, you know, intimately on a day-to-day basis. Everyone wants you to be a success. It's it's in no one's interest for you to be a failure. And you know, if people come and work in Astro Academy Trust, their failure will be my failure, frankly. So, you know, it's in our interest to invest in individuals. Since I've arrived, I I genuinely feel I've been invested in uh, through my chief uh, executive officer, the CEO, has really invested in me and sending me away, getting me to understand my network, building my network. So that would be the one thing to build. But you have a team of people here who want you to be a success and will help you build on that. But I, I generally, there's no, I, I was worried, I suppose, when I, you know, served in the army for that long. I thought I'm utterly institutionalized. How can I relate to what I'm doing? But it absolutely maps into everything I did in the military. Whether it's it's you know it's all about people. It's all about people and relationships, and and uh, and you know building on those relationships and networks. And that's what you know that's what we do in this in this organization. And and it's exactly what we did uh, or I did it in the military. You know, I only left officially at the end of May this year 
And I genuinely haven't looked back once. You know, I have zero regrets. I see this as a real new career, fulsome career. I'm going to work till I'm 65 and I'm loving it. Don't be shy to pick up the phone, give us a shout, you know, drop us an email if you're not sure what you think would be transferable and you want to just have a chat about the role and talk about what you're currently doing. We're more than happy to get involved and do that with you. We've got a team here that can go through the job with you, talk about the spec. I know the wording will be different from education to the forces, but we can make like look at common ground for you and give you some pointers on something if that's what you want to do. You're given the time to come on this uh, client podcast of Changing Gear, and we look forward to seeing uh, applications come through from our oppos. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Dom. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Job Oppo's podcast, Changing Gear. We hope you enjoyed it. Job Oppo is committed to changing the narrative around veteran employment, and we see veterans as valuable, not vulnerable.